I know what you're thinking. I want to buy some modules. I want to buy some synthesizer stuff. But I don't have a synth shop in my town because I live in Bismarck, North Dakota. By the way, if you do live in Bismarck, North Dakota, and you listen to the show, please shoot me an email um, because that would just be fascinating because I doubt there is anybody in Bismarck, North Dakota. Getting wildly off track here. What I'm trying to say is if you want to buy some synth stuff, you should head over to patchworks.com, P A T C H W E R K S.com. They've got everything from Instro to uh, tip top. They've got after leader audio. They've got four MS. They've got make noise. They've got slappy engineering. They've got WMD. And if you're not looking just for modular stuff, you could also pick up, uh, like I did, a sweet Hydra synth. Um, or a circuit rhythm from Novation, or uh, a Zorx ribbon controller, or a Yamaha CP Reface. I don't need to tell you what they have, and I couldn't tell you. They have a huge shop. It's a huge, huge, uh, uh, what do they call that? I can't think of the room. The store room? That's not what it's called. They have a great showroom floor. What am I thinking of? They've got a lot of inventory. That's, again, wildly off track. Please visit P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com for all of your synthesizer needs. And while I'm talking about synthesizers, have you heard about this new Carve from After Later Audio? Q-A-R-V, Carve. I, uh, I made a pretty sweet uh, demo video for it on the After Later Audio YouTube page, link in the show description. But basically what it is, is it's a full voice in one module, um, but it's four channels of slew limiting, envelope generation, function generator, VCAs. And I feel like I'm leaving something off. You can get an audio rate modulating, uh, so you can use it as an oscillator. Oh, you can use it as a filter as well. So uh, yeah, you should head over to afterlateraudio.com to learn more about the Carve. It's um, it's a pretty pretty sweet and big and versatile module that you can't afford to not have in your rack. So what are you doing? Get on the internet. Patchworks.com, afterlateraudio.com. I tell you what, kill two birds with one stone. Go to patchworks.com to get your carve. What are you waiting for? Welcome back to Podular Modcast. Tim here. This week we welcome back Eric from Landscape to talk about Noon, an eight-channel powerless instrument which is activated and modulated using voltage from external sequencers. That sounds pretty crazy, right? It is one of the most beautiful looking synths I think I've ever seen. Um, and we're going to talk all about um, the design. Uh, Eli from Mystic Circuits helped design it, which I didn't know until this conversation. So that was really fun to, uh, to just hear about that process. And uh, yeah, be on the lookout. The pre-orders should be opening very soon if they are not already by the time you're listening to this. What else is going on? Well, first, I'd like to say thanks to everybody who has signed up for the Patreon recently. It means a lot to me. Um, as you've probably heard me say over the past few weeks that I really would like to get this show um, onto YouTube, have a video element, and uh, in order to do that, I, I really need to grow the Patreon. Um, my goal is 200 
subscribers this year. I would like to end 2022 with at least 200 subscribers. That was also my goal of 2021, but I only, I actually went down in subscribers. Um, I think for a couple reasons, I don't think I, I don't think I talk about it in the right way or often enough. I don't know. It feels weird, but you know that I feel weird about it. So I got to stop talking about how weird I feel about it, but I think it's also pandemic related. Um, so obviously I'm not asking if you can't afford it, but for the price of a cup of coffee, you get to help support this show that gives you at least four and a half to maybe six hours of content every month and the occasional bonus content um and the bonus content will only get better if the number of patrons grow because you know it's just it's a it's a time thing it's all about time it takes a lot of time to to produce and and coordinate and do everything for the show and i'm not complaining because i love doing it so uh if you love listening to it head on over to podular modcast forward slash wait no that's not right head over to patreon forward slash podular modcast to help out uh you think i would have that down after four years yeah we're at four years of doing the show um we're gonna be hitting 200 episodes soon the 200th episode i'm gonna um I'm probably going to do a retrospective thing. I'm, I'm asking people for questions or, or topics they'd like me to talk about as far as the show goes in four years of the show. I don't know why. I think it would just be cool to to market, you know. Hey, to episode 200, here's a little special something. So if you have questions or anything that you would like me to um, incorporate into episode 400, not episode 400, episode 200, four years, um, let me know. Send me an email or a message on the old Instagrams. I think that's about all. I don't have a module right now to demo for you. Um, things have been really crazy. I might tell you about why that is, but I've got some family, personal stuff that's going on. It's rather stressful. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to get into it now. Uh, who need, well, I don't, you guys don't need to hear excuses. There's just no module demo this week. You know, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got. I really appreciate you listening to the show. I really appreciate you coming back. And uh, let's get into it. I uh, okay. I don't use the video really for anything. Um, okay. But I just record it just because it's easier. But um, and my voice I, is my voice okay for this purpose? Yeah, sounds as great. Is. Nice okay. and clear. Great. Yeah. Um. So it's been a while. It's yeah. been almost three years. You were on in April. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think it was that long, but I, you know, there's yeah. the whole like two year COVID thing where just like two years evaporated kind of in a weird way, but yep. um, very much. Yeah. It was, uh, you were like episode 49, I think. Oh, and now you're going to be like episode 189 or something like that. Oh my gosh, you've been busy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been it's, it's kind of crazy. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like, how am I still doing this and still really enjoying it? But I guess that's the best case scenario, right? Yeah, it's good to connect. You know, it's good yeah. to um to talk to a lot of different people. That's a pretty pretty awesome gig. Yeah, it uh it definitely helped keep me a, a little more sane during. Yeah. The, connection the more, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. The more like and you know like i was kind of used to the um you know the skype or zoom environment because i was doing that every week anyway so i don't think i got like uh, the fatigue like a lot of people did through like gotcha. the quarantine thing so yeah i was very lucky that it kind of served me in that way you know during the weird lockdown time 
you had been doing Skype and things for your other work before even COVID started. Is that well, what you're saying? Just for, for the podcast, you know, for, Oh, sure. You know, Cause I'd talk to, you know, at least one person, but maybe two people a week. Um, right. So it wasn't kind of like this, this big, um, hurdle for me to get over, to get used mm -hmm. to like having most of my communication be through this. So <laughs> I feel a little lucky about that. Cause I know a lot of people got fatigued on the online hangouts. Yeah. That's very rare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my partner was like, just so over it. I couldn't believe that she was doing it, you know, day in day. She's a teacher. So she was teaching, oh, you wow. know, like just class after class after class, you know, uh -huh. every day. And, um, you know, five classes a day or so. What does she so, teach? Uh, she teaches English, high school English. Okay. So at least she wasn't trying to wrangle like young, little rambunctious kids, but also high school kids could probably... I don't know, maybe not give you a whole lot, you know, like that. Well, yeah, they'll just, <laughs> they'll turn off their camera. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, turn off the camera to hit, hit the bong really quick. And yeah. Yeah, <laughs> How yeah about instead, you? Of I'm curious. instead of dish class. <laughs> I'm kind of curious, um, just, I mean, obviously is is a tragic thing and it's still ongoing and it's, it's an mm -hmm. overall awful, terrible thing, but I feel like in our, or not our, but like in the, the world of the independent instrument developer, it kind of gave more time to pursue yeah. that kind of thing. Did you feel that or were you kind of, was it, or something else I've heard is that not much changed because you do work for yourself and you are kind of, you know, isolated <laughs> and not working with a team a whole lot. So like it kind of business yeah. as usual. What was your experience with that? Yeah, I felt both of those things. Yeah, were definitely true. Um, thankfully, like thankfully, I was able to continue to have it be a thing where I <clears throat> have income and mm -hmm. you know, because also I don't know what I would have done. Obviously, you know, right, so many right. people are in such bad spots with that. Um, so yeah, I feel very thankful about that sort of continuing on. A lot of it slowed down, though. A lot. I mean, in terms of there were some things that stayed fairly stable like I was able to ship things out here and there and and sometimes things would be a little bit slow because of everything happening and everyone's economic status but then there were also a lot of people who their economic status didn't change and so they kept wanting to make music during this really hard time and I personally didn't make any music Mm -hmm. I, I've been, I haven't made music in like, in like two, over two years, basically. I mean, I just, I just started back up making music, but anyway, that's a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. In the time I, um, like me and my partner's housing situation changed just sort of, we had the opportunity to go, um, live in her sister's garage apartment in Long Island. And because we just wanted to be out in nature more you know yeah and where she where she's at it's actually very it's like it's suburban but it's like very it's very natural suburban i don't know how to really describe it it feels like in between a forest and uh and the suburbs uh -huh. Uh -huh. um so that was um a change but then i didn't have access to i couldn't go to my studio really it was, it was a bit too risky um given all the sickness and hospitals hospital yeah, visits yeah, happening and everything new york got it uh, bad right new york got it really really yeah. bad it was so i mean 
besides your listeners who don't believe that COVID is real, um, <laughs> I, it was insane. Being in New York was just, I don't want to go into this too long because people are probably done hearing about it, but being in New York was um, just incredibly scary because you would hear um, ambulance sirens, sirens constantly. Um, the sirens would, would basically not stop, you know, that's how many hospital visits were happening. Mm -hmm. Um, people getting taken to the ER. Um, so yeah. Um, so, you know, went to live in that situation and then was just working on design basically. Um, because I didn't have anything else to do, you know, and then mm -hmm. started working on making kits for that device I have called, um, Soundwitch, mm -hmm. if you're familiar with that. Yeah. <clears throat> because I was like, well, so I'm sure that a lot of people are really bored and a lot of people don't have that much income either. So like, here's a really cheap way to pass the time, I guess. And then mm -hmm. it's all, it was also, it felt safe enough to, I could just run to both me and, and, and a person who worked for me, we were doing sort of remote stuff. I would send her different parts and she would like make kits, you know, and uh -huh. she lived right across the street from the post office. So she could just put them in the mail drop oh, perfect, yeah, really easily and, and, and safely. And so we were just like, okay, what can we ship that we can fit in the mail slot and not have to go in <laughs> the place. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so we we're like, okay, well let's get this, uh, you know, the sandwich kit going and, so yeah, that's what we did um, to start out with. And then once, you know, we were able to go back to my studio and it felt like sort of okay-ish, then mm -hmm. started going back to the studio more. But uh, it was a while. Brooklyn, it was like, or? yeah, so I'm actually in a new space now. I moved, um, I moved like six months ago. Okay. But the space that I was in before is this, yeah, in Brooklyn, it's, um, in Sunset Park. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Brooklyn. Kind um, I went to New York this last summer, but I'm not super. I know Brooklyn is just vast. It's much bigger than I thought <laughs> it was. Um, it's almost mm -hmm. like its own city. Yes, it is. Um, I was in Bed-Stuy. Oh, okay. That's where I was yeah. staying. Okay. Yeah, I'm you know fairly close to there, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, Sunset Park and like had this studio that... I had for a couple of years it was in this building that it's a it's called um brooklyn army terminal and it's basically the size of two empire state buildings laying down on their side that's how oh, wow. there's it's like I, I can't remember what it is it's like 2.4 million square feet or something wow, like that like holy shit. um so also working in that environment um you know during the thick of it all um when i was able to go back there is, is it's our it's apocalyptic as is you know um, yeah i mean yeah. I, I guess you'd have to see photos you would understand it just looks like blade runner or something uh -huh. Uh -huh. um so then to go back there during that time was very strange um anyway i found i looked out and found a studio space that is six blocks from my apartment oh, and nice. so i you know i don't know how that that's, happened that's great yeah that's and fortunate. i got it on craigslist which wow doesn't make any sense oh, yeah, so. i didn't know if people still use that um yeah i mean me neither <laughs> <laughs> so is are you in brooklyn now still or yeah okay um, cool. like williamsburg greenpoint uh the studios okay. yeah. in williamsburg yeah oh cool cool mm -hmm. yeah i went into williamsburg for a little bit cool little uh record shop right by a pet store um, yeah earwax yeah yeah i like that place 
Um, They've been around since for over 20 years, I think now. Yeah. I have some really weird cassette tapes there that are pretty enjoyable. Um, So the reason, well, I know, I know I agree. Like people are pretty fatigued on the whole um, pandemic (laughs) thing, like just in all, in all ways. But I think I'm, I'm, one, I think of this as like kind of like a historical document, you know, like how, sure. how did how did this affect and how does it continue to affect this kind of sub niche that we're in? Um, yeah. But I also was curious because, you know, it had been so long since we last talked, I didn't I wanted to make sure we weren't covering the same stuff. So I did a little refresher <laughs> and listened to some of our last episode. And yeah. one thing that stood out that I was like, oh, I got to put a pin in that and ask is you mentioned... Um, that you, you know, you had like a list of seven, seven ideas that you, you know, wanted to get to, you know, like of seven. Design. Oh my God. You know, something like seven design ideas. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it's not so much important on the number, but I'm just curious, like, did you use this time that, you know, this, this, this extra time that you could de- devote to design, um, to refining previous like ideas or, or were you thinking of new stuff? Um, just, yeah. yeah, and kind of just like that whole process is really fascinating to me because I, I, it's it's not a world that I really work in, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, I, um, I find the process of like revisiting and refining and and just sort of, I don't know, or redoing ideas very, very fascinating too. Just like for my own practice and and seeing how other people do it as well. Um, so weirdly some of the things that um some of the things i worked on uh like during lockdown around here <clears throat> were one of the things is an idea that's probably maybe 10 years old at this point okay maybe eight or ten years old and has just sort of been it's like it's an idea that just keeps sort of morphing and changing and like i think it's one thing that sort of feels like this this invention this idea and then it sort of changed into something else over the pandemic. But I, it's, it's, uh, it's with that one, I can't really go into it yet. Yeah. yeah. Which, um, which, uh, sorry about that, but I would love to talk about it, but I can't yet. Um, it's definitely, uh, I actually was the, the idea that I'm talking about that we'll call, uh, nothing, I guess we'll call okay. it. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have like a, an alternate name. I can tell you, um, is it's something that I was working on and having an engineer help me with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was supposed to come out like end of, man, we're end of last year. Um, or not come out, but like, at least I would be able to show people some things. And, and because of, you know, everything going on with COVID and because of like, you know, you hear about this big giant, like, fire at a chip factory that yeah that really hit uh eric schlappy pretty hard i don't know if you know eric um yeah yeah but it really i i feel so bad it really he's been working so hard on this one particular module and it needs that yeah 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 i'm sure that's the same fire i'm sure there was yeah so like these things all you know put different you know messed up a lot of different people's plans and so it ended up slowing that project down by like you know a year already so mm-hmm. um so that was kind of unfortunate but with with everything like at least that project will 
it will probably change a little bit more now that more time has passed, you right. know, and maybe it will get better. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it doesn't get worse. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I just think, you know, time is hilarious in the way it um, allows things to sort of, I guess you'd say percolate or something and, uh, and things to get hopefully more refined or hopefully, you know, it's, it, it's hard too. If, if, if enough time goes by, then it, for me, I can worry that some of my, the first ideas that I had could be lost or like something about like the, the, the true direction or, you know, the original right. intent could be lost, let's say. Right. Um, or, but lose I just interest. Have to try, or lose interest. Yeah. That, that's yeah. probably even worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but if it, I guess for me, if it changes in a way that helps me gain interest and I take that as a good sign, right. Yeah. Um, because I have to be as, I have to be as interested in possible because the amount of time I'm going to spend, on a project is just sort of astronomical the amount of hours um me and, and i think me in particular i think i probably spend a lot more time than most people because i'm um just really slow and finicky so mm. um so yeah so there's that one and then um before you know in like early 2019 i started well there's there's been multiple there's been three i've been working on so right now and, and they've all been pretty big projects one is a a uh, very involved project that has been ongoing a collaboration um, with uh, a programmer since like, I don't even know, like 2018. And, and that one, I have my first prototype here, but I can't talk about that either. <laughs> it's just, you know, this is a horror. I'm doing a horrible job here. Um, but uh, the, the one I can talk about, which is um, this new instrument, um, Noon, which mm -hmm. I'm guessing you may have seen um, that one. The original idea probably came to me in like early 2019. Um, and then by, I don't even know when it was, maybe by the end of 2019, um, I reached out to Eli from Mystic Circuits, who I saw you just, yeah. you know, he just had a talk with. That was really great to listen to. Um, I love Eli. Yeah, he's, um, he's the best. Yeah. Uh, and so... So with Eli, I, I reached out and I said, I have this idea, you know, um, what do you think of it? And it was sort of this, like, I guess, seren how do you say it? Serendipitous <laughs> um, <laughs> thing that happened where, uh, where I told Eli about the idea and he was like, oh, well, funny, you should, funny, you should bring that up. And uh, I have these circuits that um, I've kind of been working on that are, in a similar vein um let's get started basically oh, cool. <laughs> and um and so yeah like just felt like hugely thankful for eli to sort of trust in the idea and just sort of like he was like super open and 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 very like flexible with his schedule and everything and so we we started working on it um just initially then in uh, late 2019 i guess and and it's been, it's been going in spurts ever since then, like uh -huh. make like a lot of progress. And, and then Eli has to like, wait on me to like send back a revision to him. And then he says like, no, don't do that. And, yeah. and tells me, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, tells me ways in which it can be made better. And so, yeah, he sent me all these really great circuits and I sent him a couple of my not so great circuits. And we sort of did this trade back and forth that sort of, um, in a way felt like exquisite corpse, I guess, 
Um, I never really thought about that until I said that. But yeah, sort of uh, exquisite corpse in a way with circuits. So like he would send me something that was actually working. Um, and then I would interpret this in my own way and change all these weird things and do all these things I probably wasn't supposed to because I'm not an electrical engineer. <laughs> um, and luckily the the design of Noon, um, so some of your listeners you know, maybe don't know, but maybe I should say first, Noon is a passive, um, a passive analog drum synthesizer that uses the CV, CV voltage as a way to power it. Um, so you each, there's eight voices and each voice is individually powered by incoming gate or CV. Um, and, and where was I? I was saying that you're talking about exquisite corpse and I don't know what that means. Exquisite. So can oh, we, can oh we put I'm it? sorry. That's all right. Let's go, let's go back. Exquisite corpse <laughs> is, um, what would you call it? A parlor game? I don't know. Exquisite oh, okay. corpse is a game that, um, I think originally was just a, a drawing game where you have a piece of paper. Let's say you have a long piece of paper, right? Mm -hmm. And someone starts by drawing something in the very top portion of the paper. And then you fold that back so that the next person can't see what you've drawn except for only a little bit. Uh huh. And then the person continues the drawing in the down and downward, downwardly, and then they fold it over and, and then pass it to the next person. And, and you make this exquisite corpse, let's say. Okay, um, you okay. make a drawing that's uh, partially uh, partially influenced by the person before you, but not fully, let's All say. All right, I like that. Um, so, it, you know, I think because I'm not an, an engineer, um, when Eli would give me a circuit, I'm like, I don't really know what's going on here, but I partially know what's going on here um, mm -hmm. <laughs> because I know a little bit. Um, and so then I try to make, um, ill-informed cho choices based on what he gave me. Um, and that just, just a lot of really surprising things started happening because when we started the project, um, I think both of us were like, you know, I told him about this idea and I was like, initially I was like, well, it probably will be a very simple device it probably will have very simple sounds and it'll probably be fairly compact, you know, because I just thought the idea of powering something in this, um, let's say non-traditional way, um, or normal or non-normative way is, uh, is probably not going to give the most exciting results. You know, it'll just be like a utility thing is, is I think how <clears throat> maybe both of us are thinking about it. And, uh, and then, through these experiments, um, the things that we were coming upon were, were much more complex than I think any of us, either of us could have thought. Mm -hmm. um, and so every time like I'd send Eli a, uh, like a little iPhone video or something of like my uh -huh. speakers and the sound coming out, he'd be like, wait, that's passive. And every time I'd be like, wait, that's, that's from the passive circuit. And I'd be like, yeah, I, it doesn't make sense to me either. Yeah. So, uh -huh. <laughs> so we were a surprise, you know, it's just funny to be involved in a in something like making a synthesizer, but there, um, you know, with um, with modular synth synthesis in general, um, or just synthesis. I my favorite things are happy accidents, you know. Definitely, yeah. It's just yeah. that's why I do it. I think that's why I make music. I think that's why 
I like creative practice in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when, when, you know, this amount of happy accidents start happening, um, when you're just using this non-traditional method, uh, every moment feels like Eureka. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how is this possible? This, uh-huh. this is fake. You know, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty funny. So, uh, so we did that for quite some time and then, um, and then I would, you know, get tips from Eli on doing like circuit board layout. And then, you know, I would do the layout and send it to Eli. He would send it back to me and, you know, fix this and fix that. And, um, so it was a cool, it was a very cool collaboration to have, I think, you know, during this, you know, these times. I didn't know you were collaborating with him on that. And what a what a great person to to have an excuse to talk to regularly. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yep. yeah, I don't know if yeah, we, we had him as a house guest for Velocity. Um Oh yeah, for, I heard that. For like a few you know, the amount of nights where by the time it's it's done, you're like you're not like don't you're ready for your house guest to leave, but we weren't ready for Eli to leave. We were like me and my wife still talking mm-hmm. about it. Like hands down the best, how he made us like this vegan meal. And he was just, we watched TV all day one day. That was, that was pretty <laughs> sweet. So. <laughs> well, he's a very thoughtful person. So I'm sure he that is. like he is, you were yeah. the recipient of a lot of thoughtfulness. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's exactly right. Um, yeah. So yeah, let, I want to talk about this more specifically because you know, when I saw you started posting about it, of course, I'm drawn in by the way it looked initially, because it's one of the coolest looking uh, instruments I've seen. Oh, wow. Thank you. It's just like your design. I love your design. And I feel like you're, you're kind of like refining, not refining it, but it's, you know, I see it growing and and evolving as you grow and evolve as as a person and as an artist and a company. And and then Thanks. when I saw it, it was passive, I was just like, wait, what, what's going, like, I was just so confused. <laughs> so I was like, I have to, I have to get Eric on the show. Cause I need to, I need to talk to him about this thing. But from, from what I see, it looks like it's much like everything that you do very like interactive. And is there some like capacitive things where you're using your actual body to create connections or what's yeah. going on with that? Okay. Yeah. Um, and as far as uh, capacitive stuff, it's like you're just using your hands to the um, just the capacitive nature of your skin to make connections, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so your hands are acting like resistors and to some extent capacitors, I guess. And uh, and so it's not going to you're not going to be able to like touch it and like trigger a sound. Instead, it's about modulate or creating modulation um, across your skin or you know, sending some voltage that's going into one channel into another channel. Um, Okay. Okay. Uh And because it's passive, all of this is very, it's sort of unpredictable because, because you can be sending so many different voltages to different channels that the, the touch reaction that you're going to have is going to change, you know, pattern to pattern, let's say. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of with that. It's, uh, just something, an option I wanted to to have, even if it's not going to be sort of a thing that's always like, let, let's say on point, you know, uh, it's not right, something right. that's, that's going to give maximum effect at all times, but 
it's good to have. So I, you know, I included it. Um, and sometimes it makes a lot, <laughs> you know, it, it goes from like nothing to like so much, um, uh-huh. just depending on what you're sending it. Um, and it's different from voice to voice very much. Um, and in terms of the interface, I, um, I spent way too much time with the interface, um, way too many, you know, iterations. And so I'd send them to Eli and be like, what about this one? What about this one? What about this? What should I change here? What about this? Um, and, you know, through that process, try to make sure I don't veer away from original intent. But as I was saying before, um, the idea behind it was sort of utility, I guess. And, uh, and once I started hearing results that were not just utility to me, uh, it started to make the instrument grow. Mm-hmm. And so more controls came and a couple more options and adding mod buttons, adding links between uh, the individual voices uh, was a thing that that I really wanted. And um, oh yeah, and, adding, and, then, and then the CV input mute buttons was a late addition. So that probably grew it vertically again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it went from probably, re- like this happened also with the stereo field on my instrument, uh, mm-hmm. other instrument, which I, I originally thought was going to be pretty small. Like I thought it was going to be seven inches by yeah. four inches or something like pretty tiny. And then I was like, oh, well, that's given what I'm experiencing with this, that doesn't really make sense. It should be a bit more ergonomic, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so with this, I wanted it to feel, you know, fairly spacious and, and, and there's a lot of controls on the panel. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of controls. So it needed a bit of spaciousness for sure. So now it's like, I think it's like 12 and a half inches wide. Um, which yeah, is I saw your picture. You just posted it uh, earlier with, uh, with it sitting by the Mac with a laptop for scale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually want to pull that picture. I want to pull this a picture of it up because I think that'll help yeah. me ask questions about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Ask away. Um, yeah, it's just so gorgeous. Thanks. Um, sorry, I did. I didn't mean to interrupt though. Oh yeah. Um, um oh yeah. I guess I was gonna say the um, uh, the CV mute buttons um or something, or something that I'm pretty happy about because it's just a very simple thing. It, with with passive, you know, you're just you're constantly given limitations. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I really, I do like limitations. It's very, it's, it's fun to work in, I think, um, or just always have some sort of a limitation, I guess, be it like the computer program I'm using to design a thing and, or, you know, um, sort of the, uh, the technology behind the idea. Um, mm-hmm. so there's only two CV inputs and they're on the top and the bottom. So if you take a look at that photo in front of you, Mm-hmm. And also all of your listeners, um, you just, the top round um, circle along the left side uh-huh. um, is uh, the three point, the 3.5 millimeter jacks are along the side of the, the device, obviously. So okay. um, going straight into that circle, that gives you um, the CV input, CV input for the um, odd channels. And then the one at the very bottom, um, which is shaped like a moon, which doesn't have dots next to it is the even uh, CV input. Um, And so these are summed to the even and odd channels. Um, And you'll see the 
<laughs> it's like, I wish I was there in front of you so I could just point, but I know, right? Um, <laughs> so these along here, um, uh -huh. these allow for you to unmute the incoming CV, okay. but since they're, um, some to the even an odd channel, if I, if I unmute, you know, multiple, um, CV inputs along, um, even channels, then they're sharing the CV. So they're both pulling from the same source and mm -hmm. sort of, uh, fighting against one each other, probably a little bit. Um, and also that's, it's just the idea is a CV reference, um, for movement, um, since it is sort of rhythmic, a rhythmic instrument, I think it's okay. nice to have movement between channels. Okay. And it's sort of the yeah. idea there. So if you have something that you like for one, then it's sort of, um, in a very general sense applies to the next. Um, okay. but then, it, but then they skip over each other. Cause I didn't want it all to be just a, a, a mush. Right, say, right. CV. <laughs> There's not enough mushes that, that you can do with this, <laughs> the mush machine. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. So, and then, and then what are these faders all about? Um, I just like faders. Yeah. They look, and... I mean, it's just, I can't get over this thing. Like this, I saw this and I was like, I want it. And I didn't even, I had zero idea of what it was. I just saw it and was like, I want that. It's a marketing ploy. <laughs> yeah, That's right. all it is. It's just a marketing ploy. Um, so the small faders up top of the mm -hmm. tuning forks are the individual output volumes okay. per channel. Okay. Um, and then the long fader on each channel is like, like a tuning um, fader, essentially. But... The, the idea of tuning is uh, very strange here with the passive with the passive circuits because there are certain channels where you go <laughs> you will be going up and down but when you get towards the center that's the lowest pitch and as you get towards the top it actually both changes pitch in the opposite direction and changes the timber and you go down and it changes in the opposite direction in the timber so there's um, it's definitely non-traditional in that sense too. Okay. Um, and it's also because I wanted to have as many options for sound as possible. Like, I'm like, Oh, I don't want this to just be like, right. I want there to be like just as much variation as possible within this really simplistic interface. Right. So then there's, there's only two controls besides the volume per channel. And it's just about giving as much variation as possible. Okay. And um so then you have, uh, <laughs> where are we now? Um, if you see where the touch plates um, sort of look like they're touching hands almost, like they're coming up together and swooping over that button. Uh-huh. You can see that. Yeah. That, that's, those are the, um, I call them like uh, cross mod or sharing buttons. They're, they link, or link buttons is what I have it on the website, actually. Let's, let me get with a sort of a straightforward uh, <laughs> vocabulary here um the link buttons uh just join the circuits together and, and all sorts of really strange things happen when you join them together because you can be powering one by powering i mean triggering one because uh -huh. that's the only way to get power to it um and then you hit a link button and then you can through the link button you'll be sort of growing the circuit so okay. since it's passive it's just linking up with additional circuitry that's also passive in the next channel and so you'll have things happen where it affects it even when the other one's not being powered or the one that is being powered will start powering the other one and you'll hear like little sounds happening or through that process it 
changes how something else is being affected. And, um, and then when you start powering them both, then sometimes they can be modulating each other sort of across modulation. But in a way, in the most lo-fi sort of slamming together cross modulation. Um, so things happening that, that normally aren't supposed to be happening within electronic um, instruments. Um, and so you have things happening where it sounds like distortion, feedback, and filtering at the same time, okay. and also modulation. And it gets, um, it's with similar to like the stereo field, um, it's sort of about blurring the lines between like the idea of like, oh, this is a filter, it does a filter job. This is a VCA, it does a VCA job. This is an oscillator. Um, so it's just about confusing those definitions, I guess. Um, okay. Are they momentary? The are they momentary or are they, do they lock in place these buttons? Uh, they're latching. Yeah. Latching. Lock in okay. place. Yep. Latching. That's the word. Um, I yep. should know that because I play synthesizers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, okay. So this button then that's like kind of in between the two. Oh, that is the ones that are in between. Oh, well, the ones that are down low are on the bottom of the tuning forks, let's say. Uh huh. Those are the mod buttons, and the ones okay. that are in between the chan in between the tuning forks are the link buttons. Okay. So the ones at the bottom, the mod buttons just change the characteristic of the channel, so okay. it can have a different effect on either the the sound that's next to it, um, or just itself in general. It'll sound so like different. a frequency modulation or just um, it's it's generally just like a normally like a, an extra feedback path that I'll set up in the circuit okay. or a different, you know, path for the, the current of voltage to travel and, um, and just, or like an extra capacitor that's taken in or out, you know, all sorts of different okay. mods are happening okay. depending on the channel. And it just, uh, it'll maybe a channel will get more bubbly sounding or maybe it'll get, um, brighter sounding or, or dimmer or the, um, or some modulation you hear happening will, change into a different kind of modulation yeah okay man this thing's getting more like you're making me want it more um <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's the idea though right yeah um well tim i tell you as much as i do appreciate you making me this here meal by the campfire i just cannot finish eating it because it just doesn't have enough spice on it. I like my beans and my tortillas nice and spicy. Well, I'm very sorry, Sam Elliott, but let me speak in terms that you'll understand. Hold your horses, okay? Because I brought the Magnificent Seven. And no, I'm not talking about the cowboys. I'm talking about the spicy sauces from Secret Aardvark Sauce. Holy! Thank you, Tim. I knew you were holding out on me. Gosh, you know, it's not much of a secret that I do love my secret Aardvark sauces. And, uh, and you know, if you'd like to check them out yourself there, dear listener, uh, you can head over to secretardvark.com. The Magnificent Seven that Tim just mentioned has all seven of their flavors. And they got some new ones. Why don't you tell us about them, Tim? Ah, thanks, Sam Elliott. I, I knew you'd, you'd be happy to hear that. Well, yeah, again, the Magnificent Seven. This package contains every single secret Aardvark 
dark sauce, including the habanero, the sarabanero, mm. the drunken jerk, the Ooh. drunken garlic, the reaper, the smoky aardvark, and the red scorpion. What? Scorpion. <laughs> Sam, did you hear what I just said? The red scorpion fiery hot sauce. It's a mix of the classic and the new. Under $50 for seven, eight fluid ounce bottles of amazing sauce. That's so I don't know what you're waiting for. Head on over to secretardvark.com to learn more. Sorry, if I'm getting ahead, just just tell me. Hold on, I want to keep talking about this other thing. But no, that's fine. So there, are these then these kind of gold sections below the lowest button? Are those like touch plates or? Yeah, those just... are the those are the touch plate. Um, so the reason why they're split in half it's because your your finger is making a connection between the two points. Uh huh. Or you can use two fingers and you know touch both of those. Uh-huh. Or you can use a singular finger and touch between two channels. So you know how there's splits between the two channels and also below the channel. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like uh, just a way to help facilitate touch between or on one channel, essentially. Um, okay. Again, I know it's all very abstract to hear. <laughs> just like I don't have something to show you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm that's what, I mean. Sound examples. <laughs> I think I think if people, uh, you know, look at the picture. As you as you're describing this, or look at it later on, it'll it'll definitely help. Clear. I mean, I I feel like I already understand it much much more than I did going into this. But you have a lot of sounds on the website, like yeah. you, like uh, an, way too much. Very surprised, like an insane. So if anybody's curious, like you can <laughs> definitely head to the website and listen to. They could spend some time in there and really I, cool sounds too. Thanks. I have a story about that. Yeah. But, and that and that's um basically through this whole process of creating this i've been recording the whole entire time Uh um and i think i have i really think i have around 12 hours of recordings of this wow um because it just it just builds up quick you know like i'll be recording a few minute segment of something and testing Mm -hmm. something out and like oh that sounds cool and then because this thing is so varied um which was part of the intent to have just as much as many variables as possible um it it can go to a lot of different places and Mm -hmm. so i kind of i tried to put up a lot of variation it's 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 weird to me because in a lot of ways it just seems so simplistic the idea um of a passive thing is is a very simplistic idea but then the result is is much less simplistic and, and sort of the, the ways in which you can send, you can send any CV source you want to any that channel. That's going to be my next question. Yeah. Okay. So then it, you know, then if you're sending CV to one channel, which you normally would just be sending like a gate, let's say you're sending like now an envelope to something or an LFO that not only changes, I mean, the, the characteristic of the channel you're sending it to, but then if you link it with another channel, it then becomes like a modulation, um, you know, across channels, which, uh, so I don't know what else I was saying besides it, it, it just has, it can be, it, it's rhythmically, um, CV, the CV source, the rhythm, the touch, the slider settings, uh, the, it's also like the tempo of the rhythm of the sequence you're sending it to because you're loading circuits, um, you have like 
the initial loading of the circuit sound, but then if you're loading it at a slower rate, then it will sometimes draw out further or like with the BeatStep Pro, for example, it seems to actually maybe extend the gate size slightly as you're slowing it down possibly. Um, but then you're not interrupting. And then once you get to a faster tempo, you're also, you can also be interrupting um, the, um, the power cycle that the circuit is going through before it's done emptying its charge, uh -huh. um, which I find really funny because then you actually start to get rhythmic variation based on the loading time of the circuits, um, which is, I think, where it gets really interesting. Uh, and especially on voice one, which is sort of a slow saw wave type circuit that also can be a kick drum or and also kind of acts like a filter at times if you're sending channel eight back to channel one, wrapping around uh -huh. the instrument. Um, it actually does sort of uh, clock divisions. Oh, weird. Um, because of the uh, slow saw wave, like, you know, with this, with, uh -huh. like, if you listen on, like, I just, I always think about Moog, for example, because on a Moog, you just, I feel they always let you go down to like the clicks of a saw wave. And, and, and with this, um, or like Surge, um, mm -hmm. You know, the surge stuff, it's it's more of a blurred line between um, waveforms and modulation. But uh, it just, if you're sending it like just a slight different voltage or you're hitting it at a different time, um, yeah, you just hear and you're just changing the sliders. All of a sudden, it'll be, it'll sound like it's going double time, but all you've done is changed the, the slider position. So uh, I have an example also on the website of that. Okay. Under the dot. Uh, voice one, which is called dot. Um, section. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about the voices. I was going to ask, are you like, are they all um, just different, uh, different or the same oscillator circuit or like what, what are these voices actually? Uh, every single one is a different circuit. Um, yeah. It's because there's, it's like, there's a lot of drum machines, right? There's a lot of, uh, not, this isn't a drum machine. I would, I'd say it's the de better definition is a a drum brain or okay. drum slash synth brain, right? Um, and a lot of those drum brains from the 80s, uh, they use the same exact voicing structure for each channel, you know, mm -hmm. and you just change the different channels to, you know. Uh, and I, we thought about doing that, you know, or thought about doing maybe like four and four, you know, like, um, <clears throat> or um, two different to split the instrument in half and have like four of the same on each side. But uh, yeah, it just quickly became um, apparent that we should just have as much variation as possible. So the first one is like a, it's like a, like a saw wave that can also, but then when you hit it with, um, when you hit it with CV as well, like gate and CV, I actually don't know what the waveform becomes. It, <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like liquid um, something, something liquid, let's say. It uh -huh. becomes more sort of squinchy and blurry. And then um, channel two just reminds me of, it is, it, it is also like an oscillator, but um, it also behaves like a filter and you can filter things with it. Okay. So it's simultaneous, simultaneously an oscillator and a filter, but in the lowest five cents, of those okay. both of those you know uh -huh. definitions and um and then it goes on to being like channel like three and four are 
CMOS based. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I guess going up from there, most of it is CMOS based. Yeah. It's all CMOS based there up. And then we, there's like a lot of just capacitors going in different directions and the capacitor, you hear a lot of like bubbling of capacitors, I guess you would call Uh it. Um, so within these voices that are, uh, are normally just very harsh, you can get really harsh or sometimes it gets more like acidic, let's say. So sort of like, like a, a really broken 303, let's say, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. stuff like that. That sounds awesome. And then what's the output? Is it a 3.5 output? Is there stereo or? It's a, it's a very, <laughs> it's a strange output. So it's, it can be a mono output if you go just from the, the even output. So there's, e, it's called the even and odd outputs. They're the two uh-huh. hands at the end of the device. You see the hands. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it's passive summing. Uh, so the channels are all fighting against each other. So it sort of does like a pseudo compression okay. thing. Um, I just love really bad summing. I think it sounds great. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so then what was I going to say? Oh, so it's, it's like a pseudo stereo, um, effect that happens because the even channels, um, go to one Jack and the odd channels go to another Jack. But okay. then when you start to link channels together, then they are sort of modulating each other and they also can bleed through into one another while modulating each other. And so you have all these sort of cross references between left and right that then confuse your ears. Um, okay. okay. And then if you only go from, yeah, the even channel, it's a mono mix of everything. Okay. This thing, this is sound. This, I, this is what I love about what you do. It's just, it's so weird, but in like <laughs> the most like inviting way, like I just, I really want to explore this thing. It seems like so much fun. Um, do we have a release date on it? Uh, I mean, yeah, I just keep fiddling with it, you know, so it keeps <laughs> getting pushed back. It's all my fault. Um, it, I, I would love to open pre-orders end of January. Um, hopefully I'm going to be happy with it um, enough to do that. Uh, yeah, so it just depends on me. I've just been you know, working on it day in, day out, doing little fiddly changes and switching out capacitors here and there and resistors here and there. And, yeah. Um, trying to get it to sound as nice as I can. I've right. spent an unbelievable amount of time on the breadboard with this thing, just <laughs> countless, countless hours. Yeah. So. so I'm, when, when, like, the only real reference I have for this is like a track or an album. Um, I, I am working with, I I've worked with after later audio for a little bit and we did a, like kind of a, a jokey module that was like, I, I, I basically told Lenny like, Hey, I, I want something that's kind of like this. And then he made it happen. Cause I don't know anything, oh, about cool. anything like that. So I'm like, and you know, oh, I nice. help him. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really awesome. And so we're working on another one. So I, I mean, I kind of have a little bit of, insight into the process but it's very peripheral or yeah um but when i'm mixing a track or an album you know it's hard to know when it's done and it's hard to know when it's hard to know if i am fiddling too much with it um or if i'm making it better or making it worse like you mentioned earlier sure. so like yeah ha- as somebody who's been kind of doing this for for a while now um, what's your relationship with, with this, this kind of finishing process? Is this, 
do you feel like are you yeah. are you confident that I mean not confident but like do you know when it's done or do you just have to eventually stop yourself <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I don't know I always go back and forth with knowing if I know that it's done right or if um just sort of pre- it, there's like a pressure thing right like you can you can impose uh different timelines on yourself or you can you know say like i want this album to be finished at this time or this instrument to be finished at this time um but uh i think it's what i've tried to do with each individual voice let's say i'll use that as an example because each individual voice has felt like a whole little like little journey a little world or whatever um and it's like whenever that voice um whenever I feel surprised by the voice and I feel like it's alive, that's when I know that, that it is very close, but then there's, then there's little things that happen that, um, where you have to like, there's so many different factors involved, especially with something that's passive. It's like, yeah, it's, it's an unruly thing anyway, but then yeah, part of that is because it's passive, it's unruly. Um, and so because of those outside variables, you're relying on, you know, a, uh, a sequencer, a voltage sequencer to give you both modulation and the power. It's, it, it just presents a lot of strange issues. Uh, Eli said that we're like, I can't remember how he put it. He's like, we're basically, we're dealing in the, uh, the outer boundaries of electrical engineering and let's, what's acceptable or possible. That's sort of what we're doing. Uh, that's not to say it's advanced. That's to say that it's, yeah, yeah. We're just doing, we're doing some crazy, some, some strange decisions. So, um, but to answer your question, I think it's just, it's just about whenever, whenever it surprises me and it does at least two to three more things uh, than I originally thought it could do. Okay. Um, I think that's been my design process. Like with HTTT or the stereo field, I initially thought like, oh, it's just going to be a thing that makes wacky sounds or like mm-hmm. uh, with a stereo field, for example, like, oh, I'm just going to, oh, no, I'm sorry. With that one, I did think I would also process audio through it. And that was the main, the main thing. But then when I found out that you could also create feedback, uh, CV voltage and use it as a chaotic, you know, uh, cv controller that's when i was like oh okay well this is you know or i could use it as like a um a feedback theremin or breathe on it and trigger i could breathe on it and trigger it with my breath that when when those things start to stack up just um when it surprises me i'm like okay if it's surprising me it's going to surprise others and that's great yeah yeah and i i because i never want to like make an instrument where um where I know 100% of the uses it will have. And it will, you know, like <laughs> you must use it in this fashion. And, uh-huh. you know, I, like, I just want it to feel open, you know, I want it to feel open in several different regards. So I'm hoping that there's also going to be additional Easter eggs I can reveal about noon later on in terms of other uses. And it seems like there might be one happening right now. Um, yeah. In regards to CV stuff. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just that I, 
as long as it, if it captivates me in some weird way, it's like, I don't want it to feel like um, I'm in complete control of the process either. I don't want it to, because I don't know where this idea came from per se. It's just like, whatever popped mm -hmm. in my head. And, and uh, I don't want to try to like, yeah, I want it to feel like it's um, like, I'm not controlling the narrative of the instrument fully or yeah, something like yeah. that. That makes sense. It, well, um, it, it does I want in it to context, be its own thing. I right. Guess. Yeah. It does in context of already having had a, a conversation with you, you know, about, you know, your, just how you got started and why you got started and everything. Um, and then right. just kind of in the context of what you've released up to now, it seems like you have a very, very clear, um, artistic and artistic direction aesthetic and thing and i feel like you know you've even mentioned it in this this conversation there's there's a real love for you know collaborating with with circumstance or or physics yeah, or yeah. you know collaborating with you know you're, you're getting the input from the universe in a way, in a way <laughs> not to say you know like um which i i just i yeah. I, I find that I'm I'm with you on that. You know, that's 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 why I think I'm drawn to to modular. You know, the happy accident, stumbling yeah, upon yeah. things, putting in the effort to make art and have a, like a feeling that you're either being collaborated with or rewarded by. Yeah, yeah. Something else totally. that's ethereal within the circuits or whatever it is. You know, um, like chance. Yeah, yeah and the chance. Thing is, yeah, yeah. Chance. I mean, I just. Um, I mean, whatever people talk about chance all the time, obviously within, you know, sequencers, modular, all of that, mm -hmm. it's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. uh, just chance within the creative process. It's such a great chance is a great collaborator, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so it's like, just, yeah, I love that you can, you know, sit down at an instrument. And if you were to sit down in the morning, you wouldn't, you wouldn't make the decision that you made if you sat down at the instrument at nighttime. And like, mm -hmm. if you sat down in the morning, all of a sudden you, you had some epiphany and created the best song of your life versus <laughs> sitting down at this other time and creating the worst song of your life. Yeah. Right. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be extremes, but I just, um, yeah, things sort of, you know, coming out of nothing mm -hmm. is a, it's a very rewarding experience, I think. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's, I don't know, this just popped in my head, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to articulate it, but it also like it feels more fun to me because it's not just like the ego of like a designer, you know, it's like, I'm not just like, I made this and this is the, you know, it's like I corralled this basically like I've, I've kind of view this thing as like you have built a corral for this chance and like some, some <laughs> like devices for it to travel down, but like you're not drawing exact roadways, you know, there's a lot of, Train, yeah. uh, you know track switching or something you know like yeah that did, i should i should have left that one up here oh no that a little longer <laughs> I, i'm glad you said i'm glad you said that because that's part of that was part of the original intent for this device in particular um noon is i just i love i love that there are all these sequencers and things coming out with um just tons of outputs right there's just like this has eight cv outputs and this has mm -hmm. you know eight cv outputs and four i mean i'm sorry eight uh gate outputs and 
four CV outputs or whatever. Um, and that there's multiple things that have so many jacks that a lot of times people don't utilize, I noticed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed this as well, but I just think I see like a lot of empty jacks not being used and that makes me sad. No, yeah, joking. yeah. <laughs> um, and so I thought it made me think of like, to say like Arturia Beatstep Pro, for example. Um, it made me think of the the voltage coming out of it as its own instrument already mm-hmm. is, is um, this like really nerdy idea <laughs> that I had. And I'm like, so there's, there's this voltage coming out, but you can't like hear, I mean, you could listen to the, you know, the decent, the clicks and everything if you really wanted to, but it almost felt like it just, it needed to go, it needed to have this really lo-fi shaping device to create, to like make this CV source into a slightly shaped instrument or final yeah. result. And it's, again, that's, it sounds like a weird thing to say, but that's, that's sort of how it, I came up with the idea is that just <laughs> the really simple idea of the Arturia Beatstep Pro having not really listenable CV outputs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I think also it's like with, with technology and, you know, music technology and stuff like it's interesting for me to start, you know, to see how are people, um, being innovative in a, in, you know, especially in like an analog setting where you could easily say like, Oh, well, like what can we really do new with analog? Like I could see somebody being kind of like, not, Oh, I don't know. Pessimistic about like in analog innovation or something, but like, yeah, sure. I, I like to see that's, I'm really excited about what you do because it's like this kind of roundabout weird way of thinking a, you know, new, new way of thinking about, you know, these traditional or older ideas. And that's, I don't know, it's, it's exciting to me. And, and I'm thankful Thanks. that, that there are people out there that are doing things like this because it makes me want to still have these conversations, you know, <clears throat> you know, so selfishly, it's great to see this, this cool and wacky innovation because it gets me excited to keep talking to people. Um, good, good. Yeah. So it's, I just, yeah, that's that's I, me waxing poetic there, I guess. But well, that makes me, you know, I I think about it kind of like people are making incredible um, analog synthesizers that are doing a lot of the things that you would come to expect, and they're doing it beautifully. And it's like a amazing violin, right? It sounds mm-hmm. exactly how you want it to sound or better, um, and it can do everything. And you can you can come back to these presets. You can, you can just treat it like, um, like you can have faith in it, let's say, right. You know what right. it's going to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of different options to choose from. Some of those options sound, some of the options sound pretty similar to one another. Others are like, there's really amazing standouts. Right. And, and people are going to do that stuff way better than I am. That's what I, um, I've come to realize. And so like, I don't want to, there's no way I'm going to make something, you know, that, that can be <laughs> that advanced also. That's, so that's, that's first and foremost, I'm like, okay, take that off the table. I'm good. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now I'm going to focus on something that's simple. Um, and, and, and truth be told, like my, my process of what I've been working on is, is all about my current um, knowledge base, you know, 
And so when I created the HCTT, which is my first instrument, <clears throat> I had like absolutely zero. I mean, I'd built some kits and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I started with, I started at absolutely zero. Um, and so I created an incredibly simple, you know, device and uh, just sort of work up in complexity a little bit, I guess, but um, mm -hmm. I still need, I still need help to, to get there obviously. And, and, um, and people will help me make it better, my collaborators. So then the next, you know, the next instrument, which um, hopefully after this one um, <laughs> is a very involved experience that is a much bigger size machine. And I have to, you know, I'm collaborating with a programmer and, um, and we already did the board layout for it. And at first I was like, okay, so should I, should I like take classes and become an electrical engineer and like learn how to do this, this board layout. And it, it's like four, it's a four layer PCB and it's, mm -hmm. and, and it's quite a large board. And, um, and I was like, that would take me like five years to even remotely get to somewhere. And I, and, and knowing like how I, you know, the things that I'm good at, I would still not be very good at it. Right. Um, <laughs> so I really had to rely heavily on uh, hiring an engineer for this one. And then, you know, after a few months time, he sends back this just incredible, it's like a work of art, the, the layout that this person has done. And I'm like, thank God that I didn't try to make the leap myself because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it would, I, I think it probably would have been more like 10 years, you know? For, yeah. Right for me to get to that point. <laughs> and then in terms of programming, like I, I never, I, I, I don't think I'd really consider, I know zero about programming too. So um, the person with that I'm collaborating with is like their next level. And then like seeing the email chain between these two technically minded people, I'm like, oh my god like i'm so intimidated i'm like this is this is incredible like you two hear yourselves <laughs> you're amazing um, man nothing will give you imposter syndrome quicker right than like yeah yeah like, wait how am i involved in this <laughs> yeah you're like thumbs up people yeah yeah great job <laughs> yeah oh man that's awesome that's really funny but yeah i think you know uh collaboration though you know i know i know like i think i think you mentioned that the last time we talked that you're you know you like that idea a lot and i think it's it keeps things exciting keeps you wanting to work mm -hmm. on things because we're social beings at the, the end of the day and uh um you know you you can poke holes in each other's or point out each other's blind spots and stuff and then when you yeah i don't know it's it's um yeah it's just a it's a rewarding experience i imagine it, it, it is. And also I, I think that I'm a terrible collaborator. <laughs> and so I think that I've kind of had to like fake that I'm an okay one. And so it's sort of like, um, fake it till you make it in terms of collaboration. Cause I think, I just think that I'm so finicky. And mm -hmm. so like, so I, you know, I, I don't know how the people who have collaborated with me think about this. But <laughs> I, I think that in certain ways I'm probably annoying to collaborate with and in other ways I'm pretty, I'm pretty open with it. I think yeah. I go back and forth. Um, I think but it's, it's cool the because way, they teach yeah. me, I, they teach mm -hmm. me a lot, you know, they teach me how to collaborate, um, which is great. So I'm immensely thankful for that. Yeah. I was going to say that like that as maybe if, if somebody is, is not great at 
at collaborating or thinks they're not great at collaborating, that that collaborative process will offer many, you know, teaching opportunities for just self-development. <laughs> so that's good. over and over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> We're all a work in progress. So, mm-hmm. um, cool. Well, I'm really excited. Hopefully, yeah. The end of January. That sounds cool. Um, I hope, I hope things work out for you in that regard. Me too. Um, and let's see, is there anything that we haven't covered? This flew by, like they always kind of fly by, but this one <laughs> is like, um, yeah, we just yeah, started there... 10 minutes ago. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anything you want uh, to scream from the modular mountaintops? Uh, yodel. Yeah. No, you'd um, be the first in the show's history, I think. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Um, I don't know. I don't. I guess there's not any. Just uh, go check out Noon, and hopefully you like it. <laughs> and um, oh, I guess what's important, I guess, to scream from the modern mountaintops is that I chose a bunch of stuff, a bunch of audio examples for Noon that were as crazy as possible because I wanted to make sure that people understood sort of the extreme territories that it could go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it might scare some people off. And in a way I was like, okay, I'm gonna, uh, maybe I'm gonna purposefully scare some people off who are like less experimental and see how that works out. But also just know that it can be like, it can make gentle sounds and it can even sound like an old, it can sound like an old rhythm machine sometimes from like, a, from like an organ or something. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, nice. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's all I really have to say. I guess um, in terms of new new things to announce, that's really it. And then be on the lookout in six months to a year for another thing. Okay, I like that's that. It. Yeah. Six months to a year, I feel like, from my experience of doing this show, is like, well, the, God, I feel like now I stop myself because this seems like an asshole thing to say, but now that I've started it and said that even, I have to finish. I feel like when I hear six months to a year, that usually means like 18 months to 22 years. Um, (laughs) You are correct. I was just trying to be, I was trying to be positive. I like the optimism. And you ruined it. You ruined all my, yeah. I mean, it's especially, you know, especially trying to be positive with like how long it takes me to do anything else. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe, I don't know if you're spite driven, maybe that will, uh, maybe what I just I said will, okay, it's there you all, go. It's all going to be for and against you. <laughs> I'll have you back on in six to six to 12 months and you can just lay on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to play a sine wave for an hour. That's what I'm going to do when you have me back on. All right, that's our show. Thank you so much for coming back to Podular Modcast. Thank you to Eric for coming back on. Keep an eye out for the uh, the release date for noon. Like I said, maybe by the time you're listening this to this, there's pre-orders open. Um, if not, they're coming soon. Um, it's going to be a really fun instrument, and it's absolutely gorgeous. If you can't, or if you haven't seen it, you have to go online and look at this thing that's just i love it i love the design as you know you heard me talk about it for the last hour um thank you to everybody who supports the show on patreon if you would like to help grow the show into a video youtube thing as well as just an audio podcast and just help me be able to um you know just keep this thing going and grow it in really interesting ways 
let's let's do it together. Head to patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. Don't forget to uh, head over to patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S dot com. Um, also, the carve. It's not called the carve. It's just called carve from After Later Audio, an absolutely amazing module. I actually used it on my three module challenge I did for uh, Colorado Modular Synth Society, which is now online, so you can go check it out. Lots of really cool performances over there. What else? Secret Aardvark Sauce. Let Secret Aardvark Sauce know if you became a fan of them because of the podcast, because I'd like to keep working with them. But we have to show them that this is, you know, working for all of us. So let Secret Aardvark know that you got some of their sauces because you heard me talk about them. And if you haven't got them yet, I really think you should. Um, as I've said, I've been a fan of their sauces for longer than I've had this podcast. So um, I think that's about all I have to talk to you guys about. Until next week. <laughs>